Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. I'm glad you're with us today. I'm excited about our topic. I'm here with Randy Hess, my counterpart part in Finishing Well Ministries, our podcast, reminding us of how God calls us to live as seniors, as baby boomers who are retiring, as younger people who are thinking about life. Randy, I was in an audience of college students last week, two weeks ago, at Taylor University in Indiana, and a college student asked me, what do I need to know at the age of 20 about finishing well? <laughs> I love that. I, you know, I just encouraged her. I said, just keep living the way you are now, <laughs> trusting Jesus every day and seeking him and being the person he calls you to be. And I yeah. think that's what finishing well is about, following Jesus every day of our life through all of our years. And it makes so much of a difference in us, doesn't it, Randy, to be yeah, expectant and anticipating. And on that point, how we don't, none of us knows the number of our days, do we? No, no. I mean, mine could be up tomorrow. So could yours. And yes. You know, I, I would love for the one of the last things that I would talk about is our topic for today. That is gratitude and being thankful. Yep. Uh, we're not only at the season of Thanksgiving, and hopefully you'll listen to this before Thanksgiving. And uh, the, the issue for us, I think, always is, are we a grateful people? Uh, do we think of God as a giver? Not of a not as a taker, and are we grateful? Does that sound good? Let's, yes, it does, Randy. Let's run down this uh, road today for a little bit. Yes, it does. I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing it, Al. So, uh, a couple things. I think gratitude is the key to all other virtues. If I am not thankful, I cannot do a lot of other things that will help me grow as a Christian. It, it begins with an attitude of being thankful. I think it grows on you. I think the disciples, they, they had no idea what Jesus had in mind when he called them to follow him. But as they lived day by day, week by week, month by month, as the Holy Spirit fell on them, they became enamored with what God did through Jesus, and it created a gratefulness in their mind and their heart about everything in life, and it, it changed everything. Uh, a couple of stories, uh, just biblical stories that I think about when I think about this topic of grateful. My mind runs to Luke 17, where the 10 lepers came to Jesus. And they said, would you heal us? And he said, yes, go back to see your priest and have him evaluate you and you'll be cleansed. And, you know, only one of those 10 returned to Jesus to give thanks. <laughs> I, I don't know what the other nine were thinking. And by the way, that one was a Samaritan. You know, here's a foreigner who didn't, I mean, he only could see the, but by faith from a distance, the people of God. And he, he returned to be thankful. And Jesus says, where are the other nine? Why didn't they come back to give thanks? You know, that's a question that resonates in my mind every day. Literally, it does. Am I a thankful person? Am I thankful for a new day? 
You know, Psalm 118, 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Doesn't matter what's coming. Doesn't matter what the pain's there, the sorrow, the challenges, the problems, you know, our culture, whatever it is. In every day, give thanks. For this is the will of God in you, uh, in Christ Jesus. And Paul said that in 1 Thessalonians 5. And uh, everything, give thanks. I mean, he he's captivated by what God is doing in his life. So that story about the 10 lepers always lingers in the back of my mind. I, you know, our view of God, I, he's a giver. <laughs> you know, he sends the rain on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. You know, do you see people who are live in injustice. Do you see them as recipients of God's natural grace? I mean, just he he raises them up every morning. He gives me life. He gives me health. He gives me breath. He enables my body to to move. Paul says in Acts 17, in him, we move and exist and have our being. So if he were to take his hand off of our lives and off the universe, off the as we know it, the solar system and the stars, it would collapse, according to Paul. And I believe it. that's true. He spoke it into existence, and he is the giver of it again and again. You know, Jesus taught us in the, his prayer, teach like this, give us this day our daily bread. Why do I pray whenever I eat? And if I don't pray out loud, I'm always thinking about praying. I, can, I think you can thank God internally or externally or whatever. But do you live with a sense of gratitude and thankfulness for everything that happens? Yeah, I remember being tested. I was in Egypt in 1985 with a group of medical students, and there was something they served us in the meal that was revolting to my (laughs) gastrointestinal system. But I remember thinking in 1985, I'm thankful for being sick and being able to enjoy the things that God had for me, even though. I didn't uh, respond well to what I was eating that day. You know, so uh, I'm thankful. I mean, I I think God wants us uh, to be thankful like that. Anything come to your mind as we discuss this, Randy? Just that I'm so glad we're doing the topic, Al, because I think it's an important message. And it fits with our whole cultural thing about Thanksgiving in in the U.S. Um, But, you know, it almost is a, I think, how that understanding and grasping, contemplating what the Lord did for us, what Jesus did for us, what Jesus did for us, the grace that was shown there is when we really grasp that, uh, that you know, it saved a wretch like me or a wretch like anybody out there. We're all sinners that you can't help but say, wow, Lord, <laughs> I am so grateful for that, the grace you've shown to me. And it should help us understand that in our lives, if we could show more grace to people through gratitude for what we have, for what we've been given, no matter what our perch no matter what our status, stature in life is, we we need to be thankful that the Lord has allowed us to get where we are, to grow older, if we're older. Uh, many of us out there listening are 
are in the what we might call a senior group. But what I'm saying is if I've been allowed to do that, even if I've had some aches and pains along the way, I want to be grateful that the Lord has allowed me to have this life, to gain this experience I've gained, to gain this awareness of the Lord, grow in knowing the Lord, and growing in my security, if you want to call it that, in the Lord. Um, it's just really, it leads to a greater sense of fulfillment that's so hard to come by through anything in our society, in our culture. So hard to come by. I can't and agree with you more. It's almost impossible to find. So being thankful, I believe, Hal, just automatically comes along with that. It's a correlation. You know, um, the, if I'm thankful for things, if I see the blessings around me, and if because of that I want to, I choose to maybe try to bless some other people, you know, it's a joyful thing for me. It, there's almost an immediate payback. So it's quite a, quite a, it's a little bit of a flip-flop on societal views of how to be happy. But it's a critical one and a crucial one that we learn to be grateful and give things away because of it. It's so important to our joy. Well, it is. Randy, I'm glad you mentioned Jesus because <clears throat> I think as a Christian and a recipient of his grace, you know, if every one of us sang Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me every day, it becomes the theme of our hearts. I remember as a pastor, you know, officiating and leading communion services. And I would say the, the most radical thing about a communion service to me when we celebrate the Lord's table is the little phrase, and he took the bread and he did what? He gave thanks. You know, I think about that. He thanked his father for the privilege of being the Passover bread and the Passover wine for us, for his body being broken down. And then he took the cup and the text says, and in the same way, he took the cup and he gave thanks. You know, how could you give thanks for giving your life up? shedding your blood, going through what Jesus went through for us. And Hebrews 12, who for the joy that was set before him endured the pain. It wasn't a joyful process in that sense, but he was grateful and he was filled with thanks for the privilege of becoming sin for me and you and all of us out there that we might become the righteousness of God through him. I mean, that's the most radical outlandish truth that I could ever imagine. And of course, it informs the way I live every day because I live that way. Why did Peter say love covers a multitude of sins? First Corinthians 4, 8. You know, it, it, it governs the way I think about people. It governs the way. Doesn't mean that I don't hold people accountable or whatever, but it does mean I live with an attitude of gratitude as the saying often goes. And then I want to add one more thing here. Uh, <clears throat> Being grateful for hardships, being grateful for the discipline of God in my life. I, I mean, that's that's incredible. You know, God deals with me as a son. There are hard things that I go through as he works in my life through health issues, through whatever, through the aging process, through challenges of kids and grandkids. 
but God loves me and I'm grateful for that. And, uh, I want to always be grateful for every day, uh, the circumstances that come my way and respond in that way to him. There is a, I, I have to include this. It's just part of my being. You know, I grew up in a home where I saw my mother, especially she was incredibly grateful and thankful for everything. And she taught me a song when I was a kid. And I'm going to sing it for you. I may have done this before. I may have done it last year if we talked about gratitude there. It's uh, it's a song that goes like this. I owe the Lord a morning song of gratitude and praise for the kind mercies he has shown in lengthening out my days. He kept me safe another night. I see another day. Now may his spirit as the light direct me in his way. The song has like four or five other verses, but they're all a sense of gratitude. You know, and we haven't even touched on families, grandkids, friends around us. I mean, I'm grateful for so many things. Uh, Randy, even uh, the fellowship of you as being a part of my life and doing this podcast together, uh, serving God in ministry together, encouraging each other. I mean, it's just uh, what else? What else might you add? Well, I think you've covered the waterfront. Actually, I'm very grateful for things that you are as well, including family. No matter what's going on with you, uh, there is so much to be grateful for. And, you know, when you think about it, it makes it, in thinking about finishing well, so much, so much more inviting, so much easier, so much more reception to approach it and others with gratefulness and an attitude, as you said, of gratitude. Yes, yes. Because they're going to be responsive to you if you come across that way. If if I uh, let me just talk about me. If I come across as bitter, as um, angry, as upset, as life is just you know uh, a bunch of trash, and uh, all I get is trash, and all I want to talk about is how bad I've been treated. And why don't you sit down and listen to me talk about that? How inviting does that sound? To you, Hal. Would <laughs> you love to sit down it. with me? No, I don't. I mean, no, I don't. I'm saying, yes, I realize that people do have challenges. All of us do. Yeah. And it's really good to keep in mind that everybody has something they're fighting or going through on their side, not your side, their side. But it's also good to say, to, to bring a grateful heart to that conversation. In some form or fashion, I'm glad for this. I'm happy for that. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. If if I can come across that way, I think I can have a better, uh, more receptive impact on anybody when I want to talk to them about how I hope to finish well and how I hope I hope to help them in that process as well. Well, I agree. Uh, two, two things come to my mind in kind of wrapping up our discussion today. Uh, number one, it's, it's the value of aging. 
I think an aging person who has a grateful heart, you live longer to see how God works and experience the joy and gratefulness for that. The value of aging years. I mean, somebody ought to write a book on that. You, you know, the aging gives us a deeper perspective on how God works, how he's faithful. And, and you see it the longer you live. I look back on my life. I'm 73 now. I mean, I, I think of God's work in my life. So however many more years I have to celebrate his faithfulness, that will deepen and enlarge my perspective of who he is. And, and I'm so glad, Randy, you talked about the hardships. You know, I think of how Paul finished his life or when he says to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, I have fought the fight. Let me tell you, to keep an attitude of gratitude and be thankful, there is a challenge in that because the devil wants to take us out. He wants to make us despondent and discouraged. But I have fought the fight. I have completed the course and I have kept the faith. The faith is that God is in charge of my life. He's working. He's expectant. Back to our seventh essential. It's coming heaven and eternity. You know, we have so much to be grateful for. And uh, so on, on behalf of Randy and myself, we want to wish you a wonderful Thanksgiving and not only a Thanksgiving season, but I, I think this message of Thanksgiving is, is a daily, daily process in life. You know, where we're grateful for all that happens and we share our hurts and our pains and we need other friends to help us through that. But God is good and his set, his son leads us, his spirit indwells us, and he's given us a family and friends to encourage us. So I pray that we'll live that way every day. And my, my prayer is that this was an encouraging uh, message to you, to all of us this day. Uh, keep praying for Finishing Well Ministries. Keep praying that we'll be grateful people. We'll press on and support us and pray for us and give us some feedback. Let us know what you're thinking, what you wish we'd say, and we'd be grateful, really. So God bless you and have a wonderful Thanksgiving day, not only seasonally, but have a wonderful everyday Thanksgiving for the rest of your life. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.